Welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, where we go over all of the legal ramifications of the male prostate orgasm. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. Victim, can you believe it? I can. Fucking Cube World is real. I mean, I've been saying it's real for the longest time, but I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yay-sayer for a lot of things, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts. For listeners at home who don't know what the fuck Cube World is, Cube World is this, like, indie block game fucking... So Cube World is this game that came out in, like, alpha... What was it? Like, ten years ago? Nine years ago? Eight years ago? A long fucking time ago, right? And it's like this pixelated fucking 3D Minecraft ripoff looking RPG. It has nothing to do with mining or crafting, but it appeals to the people that like that game, right? That's how we found out about it, because anyone that read our bio knows that we met playing Minecraft like 10 years ago. Oh yeah. I mean, Cube World, I mean, what? HeroCraft, the Minecraft server we played on, why, even had their own big server. In fact, isn't that how we found mm. Z, the guy who helped us with all, all our web dev stuff back in the day? Yeah, I think that's where Z came from. Z's the one that registered the... Um, the domain name for melomancy.net. It was passed to me, but, you know, that was cool. And I'm pretty sure it was when, what did they call it? Hero Cube or some bullshit like that? Yeah, that was what it was called. That was the name of their, uh, of HeroCraft's Cube World server. That is a mouthful. Yeah. And then they also put, like, PvP on it, which didn't exist at the time, too, which was weird. Weird and buggy. It reminds me of, like, Minecraft Alpha. Like, remember back in the day when you could throw your pickaxe on the ground, pick it back up, and had full durability because the server wasn't smart enough to know the durability? The good old days? Back in the day. I remember that. Back when that game wasn't awful. I hate Minecraft, to be honest. I mean, I only played it for HeroCraft after the first couple years. We just happened to play that particular server for a long time. I never played single player after that. I never joined any other servers. I don't like Minecraft at all. I don't mind it. I mean, it, it's interesting, and it kills hours well, I guess. It's just, I don't know. when it, Without, like, the, I don't know, HeroCraft had a lot of political conflict for the longest time. That was fun. Like, uh, not, like, real-world political conflict. Fuck you, you killed one of our townmates. We're going to war. And then for the next month, you, like, see each other, and you, like, kill each other on the streets. It's great. Back in the day. So, tell me about HeroCube. Or, not Hero. Tell me about Cube World. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but Cube World. A lot of people were were talking about how it didn't like exist or that it was like a you know vaporware or what have you. I don't know. They they posted updates like yearly, which don't that's that's still not good. That's 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 bad. But the fact that they were still you know saying stuff and posting updates like art and fuck what else like I think they even posted some music at one point just shit to let you know that they're still working on the game. But you know people are still pissed. They're like, well, this game's never coming out. They're just riding us along. It's like, well, they didn't have a buy button, so I don't know why people thought that. But no, no, I'm I'm really glad that they're like, hey, we're releasing this. It's like you know, November to October is the re- release window right now. And he even put up a blog post about it where he basically said pretty much what I expected him to say. He's like, hey, you know, anxiety, depression from being DDoSed and having like the site go down and all the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people just pouring into his game that he didn't expect to go all that big. And it just scared him, which... Has happened to other devs devs in the past. Like, what was it? Like, fucking Flappy Bird? When PewDiePie blew him up and he just gained stupid amounts of popularity. And he's like, yeah, no, I need to get rid of the ads on this because, I mean, I don't think anything bad would have happened to him. But he just was afraid of the success, basically. I don't remember what happened to the Flappy Bird guy. That one just kind of came and went. I don't really know what the deal was. I think it's estimated he made a couple million dollars and then just dropped off the face of the earth. Probably still makes crappy, you know, dinky mobile games but yeah so cube world 
We did, nobody. <coughs> I still have a cold, by the way. Mm. Cube World. Nobody thought it was gonna fucking come out, and those mad lads actually fucking did it. And it's like we're hearing about it now in 2019. Like we thought you were dead. How long was the hiatus? How long did he go without telling us anything? So in 2013 is when they released the game. Uh-huh. So if that was like the last time you heard anything about it, it would have been six years. But I think at least as early as 2017, they had posted an update. But I think there was one in 2018 as well. It's just funny. Like it took the Cube World guy so fucking long to make his game that Tool released a new album. Fucking a new Metal Gear came out. Metal Gear Solid Five. What else? Freaking. I had a child in half. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. How long it took them to make this game. I know some games take a long time, especially when you're a small studio, but it's like, it's like, bro, we thought you quit. You, you didn't tell us anything for a while. We thought you were dead. <laughs> Surprised you even still had like access to the Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Although I think rumor has it, their discord was, I mean, not active, but more active than they were on social media, but I don't, I'm not in it. So I couldn't tell you. Makes sense. So speaking of new games coming out, I guess we should probably talk about the Nintendo direct. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to like watch it while you guys were watching it, which has always been fun. But this one was fucking huge. Like, for some reason, and I have I have the list in front of me. It was like E three quality almost. Like, yeah, E three showed more games because they had like those sections where it's just like a highlight reel of like, oh, here's everything, guys. This one had like a shitload of things, twists and turns. It also had some things that I really wasn't sure of, and still not entirely sure of. Yeah, they're like remaking like an old 2D game. What was it? Secrets of Mana or something? And they gave all the girls like perfect tits. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, I guess it's Sans and Super Smash Bros. is something I didn't see coming. Or the costume, I guess. They didn't even announce that on the freaking Direct. They're just like, oh, this is the extra thing at the end. Although, I, th- I think the reason why they're doing it is because the new Game Freak game, the guys who made uh, Pokemon, is uh-huh. going to have Toby Fox do all the music for it. That was a surprise. I didn't know that until like they told us. Hydro's joined our chat, and he asked a question. Well, he didn't say a question. He just said, two more Gears games came out. Do people still play Gears of War? I thought that was a flop. Oh, you know what? I meant to tell you that. The new Gears 5, it didn't come out on the Windows Store. I think you can still get it on the Windows Store, but it primarily came out on Steam. In today's day and age, a Steam game? Okay. Yeah, like, I was like, whoa. Like, I know they were doing that with the Halo collection, but like, or Master Chief collection, rather. But like, for gears as well i mean does it mean we're going to see all the gears games because i might pick up the series again because i stopped at three i mean i didn't hate the games but i just stopped because i didn't give a shit about xbox anymore they're okay it's like they're third person chest high wall shooters and the people in them look like freaking neanderthals that's true I can't get over the way their character models look. It's like, are these really humans? This is what I would expect space marines to look like without all the like metal parts in their head. Yeah, no, that's that's inaccurate. That's accurate. It's like, why do they look this way? Why don't they just look normal? How how did they get a whole squad of like juiced up space marines with muscles that big for this war effort with these mysterious enemy? <laughs> they're they're oppressed. They're they're pushed to the brink. They, they live in small little societies, but they still get time to work out 24 fucking 7. Or they take mad steroids, either. They can't go back on those gains. It's just like, I need to keep lifting. I mean, speaking of uh, crazy shit that I didn't expect, fucking Tokyo Mirage Sessions ported to the Switch. You know, something nobody asked for. Yeah, I don't even remember the original. I knew it was a thing. I knew there was some kind of SMT Fire Emblem crossover, but I don't really care 
about Fire Emblem. I mean, I know it's good, but I still haven't played one. I mean, if you haven't played Three Houses yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life. That game is a masterpiece. I know what I'm doing with my life. I'm playing Astral Chain. <laughs> it, it, it's good enough that I can't play Astral Chain without thinking about it, because I'm on the Switch. Why am I not playing Three Houses? And it's also good enough that I don't want Sekiro to win for Game of the Year anymore. And, I mean, as a Souls fan, it's almost sacrilege to say that, so... Right, because Sekiro is pretty good, I hear. I haven't played that either. It's a beautiful game. I was able to play it 24 hours straight, and then the next stream after that was 12 hours straight. Wow. And didn't regret it. Just I had so much fun. Fucking destroyed me, but I was so much fun. Didn't you do that one for charity or something? No, uh, this year I'll be doing one for, for charity. Um, a friend of mine was like, hey, I know you're still not all that big, but I got a bank full of money. You should do a charity stream. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that was really subtle of you. Yeah, I remember that one time you did uh, Guild Wars 2 World of World for 24 hours straight. And Mark Z, the, the director for Guild Wars 2, freaking gave your... He donated for you like 100 bucks. It's not much, but it's from Mark Z himself to you. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I still talk about that every once in a while because that's, that's, that's a great accomplishment on my part. Even though it's like, oh, I only stayed up 24 hours. But listen, all right, if I can channel my insomnia to help some kid, in a, a sick kid in a hospital, fuck yes, I'll do it. Yeah, totally. Now, for people that have been following along, that guild is the same guild that we were in that fell apart that we talked about in the last episode, which is quite sad. But Mark Z, the creative director in Gilders 2, was in that guild. He wasn't like a leader or anything, but he was literally Mark Z. That was cool. I mean, he's the lead developer of the game. He's a leader at heart, let's be honest. Yeah, he's like the game director. He's the one that's in all the announcement posts. The only guy above him is like Michael Bryan. The CEO or whatever of ArenaNet. And I don't even really think he's over him. It's more like he, he could pull rank if he needed to. Right. Which he probably did when they fired those people. But, you know. Yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think Mark would want to be like... Well, I'm not talking about the layoffs. I'm talking about the, those writers that ran their mouth and insulted the fans and got fired. That, uh, that was what I was talking about as well. It's just like, that. that's a lot of drama. And he seemed like just, just the chillest dude in the world. I, I have a feeling that was more like courtesy. Yeah. How do I stop this freaking flickering on stream? You said you knew what I, it was? I, 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 I had it happen to me. I have no idea how to fix it. Oh, fuck. They used to have me with League of Legends because it, it basically happens with full screen applications sometimes. At least hmm. that's what happened with my broadcasting software. But uh, I fixed it by just not doing that. Yours, on the other hand, seems to be happening for a very different reason. Because I don't see nothing, nothing you have is full screen. And it's only happening to the top of the windows, and I have like transparent title bars. That's probably why. I probably just need to like undo that when I stream. And you know, that's probably fine. We're mostly for audio, anyways. I'm probably not going to cut what I just said out. So for the people listening, I'm trying something new where I'm streaming while we record the episode. Because what you don't know is I edit out a lot of shit when I edit these ep- uh, episodes. All the ants, butts, and ums, and awkward pauses and entire tangents that just aren't entertaining i will throw out so it's something new back when i had my own place because like i said before i'm i'm living with family it's not a not my own house i used to just have the mumble server it's the old melomancy mumble server from before before discord and um i have it set up in such a way where if you connect to it while we're in here uh you can hear us but we can't hear you and you can talk amongst yourselves and that's still pretty cool i still have it set up but i don't give the ip out when i start because maybe when i move i'll do that i haven't decided one day one day but yeah man the hell were we talking about we were talking about the direct. Um, and the direct yeah mm-hmm. oh so you, you don't know what uh tokyo mirage sessions mirage sessions is 
Um, I mean, I, I saw the trailer and I have a good idea from the trailer. Okay. See, <laughs> one of my streamer friends actually played, did a whole playthrough of it. So I got a, a good, a good view of it. I think one of the issues I had with the game is that it, it felt so like D list, very sidelined, I guess. So it wasn't like a great game and it was kind of cheesy cause it was playing off the whole idol stuff. Like they all can play an instrument and shit. It was just like for neither series that it, did it make them look good? And gameplay was interesting though. Like you had to do all this, this weird shit. It was turn-based. The way it was turn-based was really odd. And I assume it's something to do with uh, the other game that it's based on. SMT? Yeah. I think it had something to do with the way that those games mechanics worked. So it was like a mix between that and Fire Emblem. Interesting. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't I don't think the game will solve very well. I'm not going to buy it. Not going to. But you know what I am going to buy? Fucking Damon X Machina. I did not download the demo, but I saw that there... Well, it's not even a demo at this point. It's a prologue. Yeah. Where you can create your character using the full character editor, play the like first few missions, and then when you buy the game, you can convert your data and you can just continue the game. Sounds cool, but like my time is really limited. I'm still trying to get through Astral Chain. I am on file five. <laughs> oh, well, you're a bit behind. <laughs> I know. I haven't been able to play those last few days because I've been kind of sick. Like the last two nights, I days I had off, but like I just slept. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Because I, I have a stuffy nose, you could probably hear. Uh, that's why I was hoping you'd ramble about Cube World for a few more minutes, but that's cool. Uh, well. It's all I good. Mean, there's not much more to say than we already said, though. But yeah, man, like, Little Town Hero has the freaking the meme music. It's got uh, Trials of Mana with the big titty anime girls. Crazy. I mean, let's be honest, that, that'll sell well on that premise alone. Oh, I'm sure. Bethesda added again. Reselling Doom, Doom 64. 64. It's probably going to be a really bad port, just like Doom 1 and 2. And it'll still probably sell well, because it's still Doom. But you know what? The port they made for Doom 3 was pretty alright. I'm willing to like give Doom 64 on the Switch a chance. Mostly because I never played Doom 64. However, people have made wads of Doom 64. So in the Doom uh, engines that exist today, you can play Doom 64. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to get it free. And I don't even think they legally like have holds on it across the internet. So like, it's not even illegal to acquire it free. So it's like, I could just do that, and it would probably be a better experience, and I wouldn't have to pay anything. But I like playing things on my Switch, so I mean, I'm thinking about it. Like, I thought Doom 3 was a good purchase. Whereas, you know how you get those coins every time you buy like a Switch game that you can convert to money in their store? Yeah, I use those to actually buy Astral Chain. I got 12 bucks off. Nice. I used those to pay for uh, Doom 1 and 2 since they were like dirt cheap. Just because I wanted to try it. And uh, Rick, who was on our episode a few episodes back, um, he was over at my house and we played through it on co-op. Just couch co-op. It was nice. I mean, they're good games. I played through them when I was young and I, I fucking love them. Oh, I love them too. It's just, it's a bad port. It's not a very good port, but it was fun to play couch co-op. That kind of redeems it a little bit. but Yeah. I mean, speaking of ports too, I hope the Divinity Original Sin 2 port is good. I know uh, a guy I know bought it because he, he wanted to play it really badly, but he'd only played the first. And when he finally got a hold of it, he, I mean, he's already kind of feeling the pain because playing it on consoles it, where it's it's more of a hot buyer game. Right. Impacts it a bit, but it's it's turn based in, in most aspects. So that's not like the end of the world. It is kind of annoying. When I saw them showing it on the direct, I thought it was like a Diablo clone ripoff. 
I know Divinity Original Sin 2 and the Original Sin 1 are really good games that in many ways are probably better than the modern Diablo 3. But that trailer had me fooled. <laughs> the funny thing about that is the original Divinities, like before original the original Sin series, they mm-hmm. actually were Diablo clones. They were like dungeon crawler games. Yeah. I don't blame them. I mean, it's a good formula. I mean, it's a good formula that nobody seems to do right anymore in today's world. And I'm no. sure I'll get flack for that. What do you mean Path of Exile exists? It's like, well, I mean, Path of Exile is cool in its own right. It is in no way Diablo 2 or and even better. It's not Diablo 1. Right. My old school showing. It's fun. <laughs> so, but yeah, speaking of old school, Damon X Machina looks fucking sweet. I was reading some of the feedback they were talking about. They're like, because they asked for feedback on their demo to help curve the late development. And they said that um, one of the things that they were told was it was too easy. And so they're like, we made it harder. And we added more endgame. And I was like, all right. They know what they're doing. I'm down for that. I can't buy it right away, so I'm excited. That's something I always liked about the old Armored Core games is that they were really hard. They didn't fuck around with the difficulty. It starts off easy, and if you're really good at it, you can kind of game the system. Like in Armored Core 3, you could go through the arena, and after you meet certain benchmarks and certain checkpoints in the arena ladder climb, you get free stuff that if you don't use, you could sell for money, and you can very, very quickly make a pretty good mech that will do most of the missions for you. Uh, but your progress in the arena is gated based on, and this is true for all of the PS2 era games. Yeah, and the PSP one as well. It's, it's gated behind your mission progress. So, I mean, at some point you'll have to go play the missions. As soon as you can rise in the arena, you should just do all the arena battles and just crush them because you're good. And then you have all this money and parts and unique stuff and it's so good. See, all we need now is a true Tenshu remake and we'll literally have everything we want. Oh, yeah. God. I, I remember when you were streaming Tenchu 2, it was just so nostalgic. Did you ever have a chance to play with a level editor on stream? No. I, I mean, like, I fiddled with it, but I figured it was going to take me forever to, like, get something together I wanted. Then I just said, fuck it. Let's go on to 3. Yeah. There was um a couple of level editor tile sets that I don't know how you unlock them. I think it's by beating the single player and doing certain achievements. I think you had to beat it with all the characters to get one of them, and then... I, well, fuck, did two have difficulties? I can't even remember. I think it did, and I think there was a score. Yeah, you had to get, like, high something for it, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I remember there was one... What's it called? Uh, European Castle was the name of the layout, and it had, like, a bunch of knights and stuff. There was no such level in Tenchu 2. Like, that was just not a level, but you could make it. It should have been. I know. And the boss you could put for that level was just Shunsai, but that's okay. Oh, uh. <laughs> I mean, why not? It wasn't some original thing, but it was basically Dark Souls. I mean, <laughs> you could have like suits of armor with like weapons and stuff and the decorations, the freaking stone brick walls and floor. It's nice. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's a screaming child above me. I can't. Good. Uh, make sure it doesn't come through the floor at you. I mean, I hear demons can do that sometimes. <laughs> What's the difference? Ah, Anyway fucking xenoblade chronicles remake though that was like the kicker i was so shocked i'm so glad i stayed till the end because it's like well now i'll play it because i didn't actually play the original you know like i didn't have a wii u what would it come out on i don't remember fuck uh we or wii u either or i think it was a wii u game it, it it probably was i just can't remember it came out in 2012 and the wii was like a 2008 thing you know yeah yeah i'm pumped i mean xenoblade chronicles 2 was good I know people literally swear by that game so hard that they hated 2, 
even though two was still a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be good. That's that's yeah. my that's my that's my rationale. Those people are just contrarians. I wouldn't worry about their opinions. It's like someone who watches like season two of an anime where it's not like that great, but it's not like the worst. And they're like, no, it's still garbage because first season was great. Or how people talk about Dark Souls 2. And I'm going to get shit for this one. You know, people say it's the fucking worst ever. It's like, no, it's just the worst of the Dark Souls games. It's still a good game. Just Dark Souls 1 and 3 are better than it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited for that. The new character models look fantastic. They remind me of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I thought was a better art direction than Xenoblade Chronicles X because Xenoblade Chronicles X is basically Xenoblade Chronicles one art style but like newer. Yeah. Right? And Xenoblade Chronicles 2 with the cell shaded and the more cartoony look, but still serious and still dark at times was like way better. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean I'm hoping X uh gets a what and then like Saga and whatever the first one was for the PS1 back in the day. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was called, but I'd like to see the whole series come to the Switch because it's a good series. And ever since you and uh, a YouTuber who I'll remain, remain unnamed for some reasons got me fucking hyped for it too. So it's like when I finally played it and loved it, and like it actually did really well for stream too, like tons of new people uh-huh. to hang out and, and chat with and whatnot. So it's like this it's a no brainer. I have to play this one, and then and I'm, I'm sure once I love this one too. I'm going to need more and just more and more and more big hype for the the new releases. There was some stuff though. I was really nervous when the direct started because the first thing they showed was Overwatch and there was people like shit posted online. They were just like, Oh, Tracer is going to be added to smash. And I'm just like, no, very fucking no. not. She's not relevant. That game is a failure. And it's like, it doesn't belong. Smash I mean, Rock's why do you think they're porting it to the switch? To save a dying game. That's why. Yeah, the, and I am. Don't get me wrong. We talked about it earlier. I liked Diablo one and two, and I played through a lot of three, even though I knew I didn't like it. And I still bought the goddamn expansion because I'm a goddamn idiot. But you know, says point. But you know, I don't hate Blizzard. I played WoW for however many years. Mm-hmm. But Overwatch, it it even had like a weak like start in my opinion. Even though like a lot of people were playing it, they you know right now they're forcing their their can their campaign they live they're forcing their um competitive mode to have like roll locks now which doesn't even match the current meta and it forces people into this arbitrary meta that they're, they're making up themselves it's just like that's not cool that's not fun nobody should have to do that people should just play the way they want to play and like if you want to win you work together boom like that's competitive mode for like almost any other game out there you see they need to attract the solo queue audience because all of your friends quit already if you're still playing <laughs> basically <laughs> Because it's a dead game, and you shouldn't play it. Fuck Overwatch. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, they, they, they put all their eggs into into it when they canceled fucking Heroes of the Storm. And Heroes of the Storm had a, a unique niche for the mobile market that was actually a lot of fun to play. There was, it was no pressure. You know, if you were sucking, your team could just carry you through and make up for your, you know, shitty plays so you never, ever felt tilted. Or if you did, it's just because you like the rage. But hey, why not? Don't we all? I mean, to, to, I, I, I'm, I'm shit talking, but I, I do it too, and we're, we're all human. I'm starting to hear him, by the way. Fuck. It's, it's, it's about as loud as the echo earlier. Sorry, right, I'll try to edit it out. Yeah, I mean, I, if you can edit out those echoes, you can probably edit it out. It'll, I can only edit out when I'm not talking, though. Oh shit. I have a cold anyway. You should take the lead. I'll have to, yeah.
so on that note though the whole uh i saw like the super kirby clash that was interesting apparently it's free to play for like a certain period of time that's interesting i have no idea how the hell that works but hey i saw that i was really confused yeah and they they slammed down multiplayer mode on it which like most kirby games just didn't have which i had no idea why because the kirby games are fucking amazing the ones that are multiplayer Mm -hmm. are some of the most fun i've ever had so I'm, I'm interested to see that. And actually, speaking of free-to-play, aren't a lot of those new Super Nintendo games they released free? Well, you have to pay the $20 a year Nintendo Xbox Live, right? Oh, okay. Which you need anyway if you're going to play multiplayer for anything. And if you have it, then yeah, the whole thing is free. Every single one of them is free. Damn. It's like a single launcher in your dock that says, hey, here's all the, sn- here's all the Super Nintendo games. Oh, so it's literally an emulator. It's, it's literally an emulator, and it's got like 20 games or something in it. There's one for the NES, too. When the Nintendo Online service came out, it was only the NES. And then they added the Super Nintendo. And that's cool. I am more interested in Super Mario World in Yoshi's Island than I am in Tecmo Bowl. As cool as Tecmo yeah, Bowl is. Breath of Fire, but, man. Yeah, that too. Yoshi's Island's pretty dope, man. I just looked at chat, and Hydra says he can explain the 2-2-2 meta. But I don't care about Overwatch. I'm sorry, Hydra. I didn't mean to miss your chat message. It's just not good. It, it's not a. It's not a good way. It's not healthy for the game's growth. It'll stagnate and make the game really stale. It's all good though. Let it burn. But we say my old job because we hated it. Let it burn. <laughs> ah, but yeah. So, freaking you. You can get the Super Nintendo little icon on your Switch, and it's like a bunch of games, like Super Mario Kart, which I didn't even know existed. I thought Super Mario Kart 64 was the first one, but. No, they even had one on, I think they had one on like the NES as well. Maybe. Everything I know about old Nintendo is from times where I would visit my friends that had Nintendo consoles. Like, the Switch is only my like second Nintendo product that I've ever owned. The first one was a Virtual Boy. Oh, jeez. It wasn't very good. Yeah, I find it funny that you say that, though, because like, I used to go over to my ex-girlfriend's house back with, well before we, we dated. Like, when she first moved into the neighborhood. I would go over and we'd play... Hide the zucchini? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'd, we fucking played, like, Battletoads and a bunch of other shit. Like, man, I used to I used to love hanging out there. And actually, she she's the one who got me into, like, the Legend of Zelda series. I'd sit there and she'd just watch me play it for, like, hours straight. Like, if we had a day off school or something, and we just wanted to hang out, I'm like, yeah, I'll come up and play some, like, Link's Awakening and just fucking go. So I'm pumped for the new Link's Awakening to come out because it's finally going to be a chance for me to beat it. Because my RPG curse of breaking up with her was the entire reason why I didn't complete that game. I was in the last dungeon, could have beaten it. Fuck, goddamn. Is this where the RPG curse began? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this where the RPG curse began? No, no, no. My RPG curse started when I was eight years old with Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Well, hey, remember, not everyone is going to listen to every single one of our episodes. So why don't you go ahead and explain the RPG curse again? That's fair. Give give my poor voice a rest as I'm having cold. <laughs> so the RPG curse is a curse that I... I don't know where I got it. Some demon came up in my sleep and cursed me, I, I suppose. However you receive a curse. Where no matter how close to the end I would get in, a, in an RPG... So Final Fantasy VIII being the first one when I was eight years old. My uncle... It was my uncle's disc or set of discs, literally about to be the third disc, and he sells the game. Oof. It, was, it was his game. No no big deal. But, you know, I had my save file. I could just get the game again. Well, Final Fantasy VIII was already on the way out at that point, I think. So, like, it was kind of hard to acquire at that point. And I didn't have my own money. You know, I'm eight years old. 
So yeah, no, just I lost that 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 cartridge now that I have money. You know, I can't can't risk. You know, whatever. Remaster's coming though. Hey, yay! But um, so yeah, the long story short is, if it if if it was an RPG, I would just never. I, there's no reason to even start playing them. I wasn't going to finish them, but I would still try every once in a while. Like uh, Fantasy Star Universe um, uh-huh. on the last boss. My sister took the Xbox 360, so it's somewhere. I don't know where the game went, and I think I had the save file on my old borked out hard drive, so I don't even know if I can access it anymore. That's fun. But yeah, I broke I broke the curse though. Is another big thing, right? Oh right, yeah. Ever since I started streaming, I've been consistently one after another beating RPGs. Um, starting with Xenoblade Chronicles Two, actually, funny enough. So well, I'm glad I suggested it to you. I broke your curse. Yeah, pretty much. That's good though. I guess um, being watched is the secret. Yeah, I just I see the demon's shy. He won't come out when he knows his eyes. Mm-hmm. He just strikes when he knows you're alone. Also, the Final Fantasy A remaster is out now. Wait, is it? Yes. Oh goddamn it, my wallet! What are you doing? I know, right? It looks pretty good. I've heard some mixed things. Like, there's some people who are complaining online that uh, the summon animation for Siren was slightly changed, so you you can't see her vagina. Ooh. I don't get why people care about that because it wasn't. I even, don't. It's not like she didn't have clothing there either. It's not like you literally saw her vagina. Come on, guys. It was just a very tiny shell that was a little pixelated, but whatever. And then like um. There's something else they changed. Also, some people were digging around in, like, code. It's not open source, obviously, but you can, like, deconstruct it. I forget the term for it. Uh, data mining? Yeah. So data miners have found that uh, it looks like it's being emulated. So even though they have all those new character models and the new text font and all those other new things, like, it looks like some of the stuff under the hood is emulated originals. That doesn't bother me any. I mean, let's let's all be real mm-hmm. with ourselves here. It's a remaster, not a remake. Now, if it was a remake and they were doing that under the hood, that would be fucked up. But it's just a remaster. At the end of the day, right. all they did was up the, the probably up to the engine a bit so that it could handle being played on the Switch. Then they threw in new assets. I think the biggest improvement is the way the music is done because the music in the original, especially the Steam release of the original, uh, was just MIDI data. And uh, people don't make music like that anymore. So if you ever played the Steam version of Final Fantasy VIII, it would have sounded like shit. Like, because the music is being played uh, through your computer's audio driver reading a MIDI file. It sounds like you're playing music in Starbound to be no different. Oh, God. That's pretty painful. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the uh, the PS1 had a pretty rockin' audio card, whatever you call it. I mean, that was the benefit of consoles back in the day. Yeah. I remember one of the earliest models of the PS1 had such a sophisticated audio card that um, they sold on eBay for like hundreds of dollars, like way later, like in the, back in the PS2, PS3 days. It's like, you know, if you have one, if it has like this weird looking slot in the back, it's like this crazy audiophile bullshit. I don't understand how audiophiles think, you know, like they they'll fawn over these like ridiculous headsets and strange things about audio quality. It's like, I don't get it. I, I don't. I just if as long as like I can't hear sound from the outside, that's all I care about with my yeah. headsets. But yeah, man. So the Final Fantasy VIII remaster is here, and I think it'll be on my short list of games to get after I beat Astral Chain and Daemon X Machina because I've been looking forward to those two games for a very long time. And then everything else is like, yeah, I want it. I'll put it on a list, but I might not get it for a while. Man, September's a fucking shitty month. And it's a shitty month because it's a good month. And there's just so many good games coming out. 
There's just so much. And there's even more now with this Nintendo Direct, because I didn't even know all those Super Nintendo games are coming. Because fuck me, right? They're here. They're already here. Exactly. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> so much. If it's not, you know, time needed to be spent, which isn't a big deal. I'll just do it on, I'll just play them on stream. But like, mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> yeah. I get it, man. So, something else came up that I wanted to talk about before we run out of time. Because we should definitely cut this one a little bit short. Because uh, I have a cold. But something else I wanted to bring up. I have something for you to look at. I don't know if this URL is going to work. But I'm going to throw it in the chat. Alright, lay it on me. Look at this galaxy brain fucking genius move by YouTube. If this link works, it should take you to the free to watch with ads section of their movie store. Oh, well. <laughs> look at all these awful B movies you would never want to buy, but would love to watch maybe once. So... I have a funny joke for you. Uh, it didn't bring me to that because I live in Canada. Ah, uh, uh, well, let me let me name off some of these uh, B movies then. So first of all, Knowing Nicolas Cage, right? Okay, that's and, a good movie. It is. No, I have no idea. It just has Nicolas oh, Cage. In it. I'm a up. Nicolas Cage fanboy. <laughs> all right, I haven't said this on stream yet, but I really do enjoy Nicolas Cage's acting. Even if it's really cheesy and bad in some movies, but... Uh, yeah, he's really hit and miss. He's not consistent. There's, like, Rollerball, which is a really bad sports futuristic movie. There's, like... <laughs> There's a movie called Snow Queen, and it's, like, a 3D movie with a girl with blonde hair and, like, a white ferret, and it's, like, discount Frozen. Jeez, I kind of want to see what that is now. Here, I'm going to move my web browser onto my stream for those watching at home. Oh my god. Like the Care Bears movie, Bill Murray's Meatballs. Like I'm I'm Disney's bitch, so that frozen knockoff sounds funny. In a movie starring Ben Kingsley and Gillian Anderson, Robot Overlords. <laughs> it's really called that. Like these are all really la- bad B movies. Well, Street Fighter Alpha Generations wasn't so bad. But that's like the bad Street Fighter animated movie there was like two of them right one's like really good and one was not so good i haven't i only saw the live action one which unpopular opinion i didn't think it was that bad i didn't think it was bad either oh actually the good one's on here too street fighter alpha they're both on here huh dwagons and leprechauns oh god it's actually it's spelled that way redline is that that anime you like that is Oh man, Redline's a fucking masterpiece. If nobody has seen, if, if any of our viewers have not seen Redline, I do not know what you're doing with your life. It is amazing. Nine years to make, all hand animated, not a single bit of CGI. It is a candy to the eyeballs. And it is not a bad premise of a show either. Hellboy Blood and Iron? It's like an animated Hellboy movie. I don't know if I've ever heard of that. It's probably closer to the books than... The bad live-action movie Probably? and the good ones that were before. Earth Girls are easy. Okay. Blood and I mean, chocolate. sure, if alien girls are uptight, <laughs> I mean, why not? There's a bunch of, like, kung fu movies on here, but, like, I don't know if they're, like, good kung fu movies or bad kung fu movies. Because you Listen, can never tell. The difference between a bad and a good kung fu movie is whether or not it has Bruce Lee in it. If it doesn't have Bruce Lee, it's probably a bad kung fu movie. What if it has Chow Young-Fat? Or Donnie Yen. Or Jet Li, I suppose. That's Jet fair. There, there's a couple others. that there, You know what? We call those okay kung fu movies. But now, the, the, the running joke 
the running joke is that over in China, they don't really give a shit about like stupidly flamboyant or like over the top like effects where you can tell they're being pulled along by wires and shit. But Jackie Chan actually did a movie over there like a couple years back that was really good. I forget what it's called. It's like all in Chinese too, so you have to like watch it in subtitles. What is it like Trouble in the Bronx or Drunken Master? No, no, no. It was like some Chinese name. It was like a, 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 it was in like a Tibetan temple or something, I think. Or maybe, no, I think it was actually like a, something to do with Shaolin, actually. Huh. But it, it was really, really fucking cool. Like, really well put together. He was just a fucking cook in the movie or something like that. Like a, like a nobody. But he could, he knew martial arts, so he got his, he got his moment. It's like a Chinese version of Under Siege. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, kind of. Huh. I really wish I had more time to watch uh, kung fu movies, good and bad, because I really like kung fu movies, but I haven't seen very many. I mean... It's an underrated genre, for sure. And to be fair, if you're, for instance, if anyone here has even ever seen the Twilight movies, listen, I had a girlfriend at the time. It was for her, not for me. I fucking hated them. Anyways, I had to get that disclaimer out of the way. You're saying we need to have movie night with the Twilight movies and some beers. A lot of beers. (laughs) That could be arranged. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they, they did this like wiry bullshit. And I'm going to be honest with you. Even like old school, it's as low as the budget can even go. Kung Fu movies are still better than Twilight. And they had money. They had a budget. I think that's going to be the episode title. The cheesy Kung Fu movies are better than Twilight. You thought that any love story could beat it. Well, any Kung Fu movie can beat it in its action too. So. <laughs> God, I remember my sister, right, is like the biggest Twilight fan I've ever seen. And I remember her telling me about the last movie that they made. Because they split up the last book in like a part one and part two, I think. Did they do that? I think they did. I think. So. Oh, fuck if I remember, dude. I was busy, you know, getting all touchy feely. You thought I watched the movie. You were too busy getting a handy in the back of the theater. No, but like, so <laughs> I um. No, in her bedroom while her parents were sleeping next to us. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Living on the edge, I see. <laughs> in more ways than in more ways than two. Oh, they they were hyper-religious, and her mom would constantly be like, I know you're good children, and you would never have sex under my roof. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm totally a Christian kid. Entirely. That is entirely what I am. Doing everything right in the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. It's why it's why when I tell people I've seen the entire Harry Potter series, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. it it's true. I just, I was, my eyes were looking at it, but that's not where my brain your, was. Your eyes were working at, looking at it, but your brain was being focused on the beef jerkies going under the blanket. <laughs> you know, whatever. So I don't, I think I'm getting my teenage fantasy movies mixed up. One of them, I think it was Twilight, broke up the last movie into two parts. Or maybe they all do that. I don't fucking know. I mean, know. Harry Potter did that. And fucking Hunter Games did that. Yeah, oh god, please. Hunger Games is such a... If we're gonna... Oh man, I hate that movie. Oh, right, before, before we get into that, I need to finish my point. So my sister's a yeah, huge yeah. Twilight fan. And I remember her telling me when she got home from the theater, I'm like, well, did you like it? How was it? And Because I, I still cared, right? And she was telling me about how the end of the movie, they like killed everyone. And then they, it was a fake out. Because it like zoomed... It, the camera pans out to like... The girl with the prescient visions, and I guess the last like ten minutes of all your favorite characters dying that don't die in the book was all a vision, and then it ends the way it ends the book. And my sister was wow. telling me she almost got up and walked out of the theater. <laughs> That's actually kind of a good troll. I'm proud of them. That director knew what he was doing. He's like, nobody cares. I'm just gonna do this, and it was like. A huge deviation from the plot. People that were not supposed to die were dying. They're getting fucking decapitated because they're vampires. They die funny. They're not really vampires. They're pixies. But, you know, Twilight. But Yeah. 
What's your gripe with the Hunger Games? I thought that was okay at first, at least. The first gripe is I had my I had my time as a weeb, and I still I still have you know little spurts of weeb. So obviously, you know, Battle Royale, the actual movie Battle Royale, is ultimately a better film, in my opinion. For those who don't know, Battle Royale is a Japanese film, Chinese film. Yeah, Japanese. I'm pretty sure it was Japanese. It's not in English, and it's like kids in a school. Yeah, it's basically Hunger Games, but before. Yeah, Uh, and like it was. It's to a point where the Hunger Games tried to do these weird things, like like oh well, water's conductive of electricity, so it always is conductive of electricity. It's like well, no, that's not entirely how that works. For instance, wet sand wouldn't conduct electricity enough to kill anybody. At least not to my understanding of how electricity works. And that was like a big like part. They're like, oh, we can't cross the sand. It's wet. If the electricity hits it, we're fucked. It's like, no, you're probably fine. Just run. You're good. And it's just like they over-exaggerated on some points. I was like, why are you over-exaggerating? I just fucking do the thing. And I don't know. I just, death game premises in, in a nutshell are already kind of cliche at this point. And I know Hunger Games kind of came out during like that. Like they were like at the front. Of that being a big thing, but still. Also, it gave rise to the Minecraft mod, Hunger Games, which gave rise to everything else in the Battle Royale genre that you hate. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just a running thing. Maybe I just knew I hated like the whole Battle Royale thing before we got before it even was iterated. It's all the caffeine, man. You're having prescient visions of the future. Like, they're going to make a video game out of this, and I'm going to hate it. <laughs> Everyone like turns and looks at me like you're fucking, you're fucking, fucking crazy, man. I think my mucinex is wearing off. Yeah, it's showing. Yeah, she sells seashells by the seashore. It's the outro. I have a cold. I I don't have time to tell you jokes today because my cold really sucks. So. As I've mentioned in uh, previous episodes, I am about to have another child. This child may be here next week. This child could be here tomorrow. I don't know. And when he's here, I'm not going to record. We're probably going to skip a week or two and then get right back at it. As soon as things are calm enough that I have the room to myself at night, right? So, keep that in mind. Uh, If you enjoyed, uh, let me know if you enjoyed the streaming part that I did, if you tuned in at all. I thought it was kind of neat. It doesn't hurt. You get to hear all the ands, ums, and buts that I added out. My stream link is uh, spacecowboy.cc slash Dylon. If you want to watch a victim stream, which is a thing that he does, all the information is on our website. But his his Twitch is uh, twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming. And then his Twitter is uh, twitter.com slash mm underscore victim. While I'm not on Twitter, so you can find me at shitposter.club slash Dylon. I need some fucking medicine. This cold's killing me.